I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is how I fight my battles, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The Premier League has returned and the champions are up and running. Palace got a win too. And Daniel Sturridge scored. Let's go! Well, I suppose you're wondering why I sent for you all. <laughs> Hairs on the back of the next stuff, Marcus. That. Your let's go is right up there. It's a bit with Yuri Gagarin. <laughs> <to me. laughs> well, I you're going to say uh, Yuri Geller. Yeah, sort of similar. You've got a similar vibe. Yuri Speller. <laughs> You've ruined every last spoon in your house. Yeah. Uh, for young listeners, he was uh, an idiot. <laughs> Whenever we have to explain something, for young listeners, he was an idiot that we shouldn't think about anymore. I can link it back to football, though, and Marcus can too. Yeah. Yeah. He claimed that during Euro 96, when England beat Scotland and Gary McAllister missed a penalty, Mm. the ball slightly moved on the spot, Mm. and Yuri Geller said it was mind control. And he said he was in a helicopter, didn't he? Did he? (laughs) He added that later. He added that later. And I was in a helicopter, and then I uh, landed it on the Queen's face. Yeah. Confusing story. Yeah. But England got the win. <laughs> they did. They got that win and so did Manchester City. Mm. It was the first time since the 1800s that Wenger wasn't in the dugout at uh, at uh, the Emirates. Or 1996. Or not the Emirates, of course, in the Arsenal. Yeah. Um, mm. the dugout, can, can I so. bring something to the table that might have gone under the radar and it's gone so far under the radar I'm worried I might be wrong. You're a geller in a helicopter? A literal radar? A new Arsenal, mate. No, <laughs> Did Arsenal, the football club, put yeah. pressure on Arsenal Fan TV to change their name? Oh, did they? And I think it might be called like AFTV or something now. Oh, really? Because you've a... given them some more uh, well, exposure. I'm just saying. I, I, what are they called AFTV? I don't know what... I think it's AFTV. Is cameraman Sam going to nod or shake? He's an Arsenal fan. He doesn't yeah. know either. I'll He's check during the it. show. But I think I think <clears> Arsenal, the club, have put pressure on them saying, you can't have Arsenal in your name. Otherwise, we're Wonderful. Gonna... Well, they, so or what? Go. They'll give you a kick in. And then, and then Man City won. So what's the next game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Do you respect AFTV? AFTV. I don't even know if that's what it's called. <laughs> All I'm saying is, guys, you all move the Ramblers Association of Great Britain. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. No, well, don't not don't be challenge them. Don't be arm. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I see what you mean. No, we, uh, we, we've got an uneasy truce with him. <laughs> that is a warning shot across their their bow. I'm going to attack all their styles. They're coming. <laughs> the hammer. They're coming slowly. We've got time to get away, but they're coming. Uh, yes, uh, Arsenal. They were beaten. They yeah, were. It is AFTV apparently? AFTV Media. There you Jordan, go. There we yeah. go. You see, that's where the, the search is over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we, can, we can now uh, find out what people really thought of the game. But let's give our thoughts. Uh, Manchester City. They were superior. Throughout, did they need to be that superior? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's very early days and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, did they have the type of Tony Cruz discussion at halftime saying, "Come on, that's not that's not embarrassing," and they're in their own backyard. Let's go easy a little bit. It was just well, so ordinary. It was like you know, like halftime uh, during the uh, West Ham Liverpool match. Like oh, yeah. we were like, oh, then West Ham need to sort their shit out, and then it sort it out really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. In this case, it was like. It was like as if they'd sorted their shit out, but not quite enough. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Well, I think Guardiola, I mean, he did try and help with putting De Bruyne uh, company, Sané and, and Jesus on the bench. See, that's the dig. Um, that is, that's I dig, mean, David Silva, I think he's out with an injury, wasn't even in the <laughs> squad. Uh, I mean, Manchester City, they are the best side in the land and they proved it quite handsomely once again. And uh, little Raheem Sterling getting a goal and, and hitting a camera behind the goal. Did nice. you see that? Would, would you be, Marcus, would you be downhearted as an Arsenal fan coming yes. into this first game? You would be. Coming into the first game of the season, it's a busy stadium again. I, know, and, I just thought that in general. No, I don't think we know the answer to that. Yeah, okay. But in this game, you've got every right to be... Here's, here's the timeline I imagine, and I just wonder, Marcus, if you agree, or, or Pete, which is that... You get a new manager in, finally, after all that time. He's got a mm. reputation, mm. He's, what he did at Sevilla and all the rest of it, and he's managed at, at PSG, who are you know, a big club these days. And you think, great, it should be a nice, fresh start for us. And mm. then the fixture list comes out. You think, well, Man City at home, mm. oh, for God's sake. We should give a good account of ourselves because the players should be looking to, to impress the new manager. And then they really sort of get beaten in every department, I would say. Mm. I don't think that's unfair to say. No. So I wonder if Arsenal fans find it hard to know how to feel when they wake up the next day and, and, and look at what went on. It wasn't, it wasn't a statement one way or the other, really, was it? It was no. just a bit... Ugh, yeah, I think nerd. it's a very tricky one, as you say. That you don't want that fixture straight away. But then you could say, well, at least it's out the way. I think that Arsenal, you know, Lacazette had a chance. He may have done better with... There was one or two moments. I think if you're an Arsenal fan, as you say, you don't really know what to think about that. But I would suggest that they should just take it easy and think, okay, a few new signings in their new manager. And you are they are playing one of the best sides in the world, a side mm. who have very realistic ambitions of about winning the Champions League this season. And... and- also, with, with Emery, who's a departure from Wenger, as we know, it's going to take a while for his ideas mm. to come through. And, and, I, and I think um, I think that um, the, the players who have been there under Wenger, who have, as we've joked around on this show last season and the season before, saying, who are having a lovely old time, because really it feels a bit like a boys' club there. Mm. Long term, they're not going to be able to stay at the club if Emery, if they don't respond to Emery. So it's too early to judge at this point. Mm. And of course, the new signs coming in have got to bed in as well. But I've seen him pick up a lot of criticism in the press today for trying to play out from the back, from trying to use Peter Cech right from the back and getting caught out. But Pete, you say, and I know you're saying that, but just very, very quickly to finish the point, I don't think it's realistic to, to suggest that a manager is going to completely change the way he wants to play just because they're playing Man City at home on the first day. What do you mean? As in, like, why? Well, he's not just going to start lumping it into the corner. No, because... I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that. But like, using him as like a, a, a sweeper keeper, using to use an antiquated term, his instincts are just all over the place <laughs> well, at the moment. Petr Cech, Petr Cech, I don't know where his brain's gone, but it's gone somewhere. <laughs> Can I just tell you what I thought when I first saw him doing that? I thought, oh yeah, he's that old, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really disrespectful. Like, like, he's just like, like, but where do the instincts go? The instincts just seem to have kind of like deserted him. Like the back end of the last season, the start of this, I just sort of think. What's the, where's that come from? Do you know what? They could have done worse if they wanted a keeper who can, who was willing to play out from the back. Joe Hart, they could have signed. <laughs> he could have proved everybody wrong do, there. Do you remember the bit when Chekhov literally almost put it in his own net? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that would have been some opening to the season, that. that a part, obviously, I, most of me is glad that didn't happen because it's been a How great... How much? What percentage? 51%. <laughs> 51.9%. Could, yeah. could Liverpool the cancel Carrius's, <laughs> Carrius's contract and could Arsenal sign him like that? 
Yeah, don't, no, but, through the back door. Yeah, maybe, but check. <laughs> I like I like Jack. He seems like a decent fellow. He's been a wonderful goalkeeper over the years. Great drummer. A very good drummer. And they've got um, Jay Leno on the bench. Great <laughs> host. Great host. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he could, Jay Leno could be the Jay Leno. Leno could be the Jay Leno. Yeah, and, and Czech could be the guy at the band leader. Thing, absolutely. Who admittedly was on Letterman, but you get yeah, the point. There's your, there's your uh, Arsenal fan TV, or whatever yeah. it's called. Um, but, uh, yeah, if Czech had have scored that, just tucked it into the corner, I would have been gutted. But then a part of me would have thought, that is magnificent television. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you never see... It, often in football, you, you, very rarely nowadays, you see something where you go, Gordon Bennett, I've not seen that before. Yeah. And that, that check, it's, that it, would have been it for me. That, that, um, oh, it was, I can't remember what fo- uh, football match it was. I'm, I'm really, really sorry, but it was a, a women's match over the weekend where the striker oh, was fell over the keeper. Was it under 20s? I think, yeah, I think my under 20s women's yeah. English team um, fell, jumped over the yeah. keeper sort Foul. of fell on the ball and it sort of squirted, the ball sort of squirted from underneath that and then yeah. poof, right yeah, in the back of the net. Sort of it was rib, amazing. Sort of rib caged it in. Rib caged it in, but, but the, the, the pressure between the rib cage and yeah. the floor made it such that it fired in at such speed. It was yeah. amazing. I haven't seen yeah. it. Well, oh, I mean, that's fantastic. It's just England at tournaments, mate. <laughs> so so what, what, do we, what do we think of Arsenal's new signings then? Because Man City, really, it was more of the same, wasn't it? Yeah, Mar- Mares was dropped in there, but other than that, it's it was It's very hard to tell at the moment and... Uh, I think it is very, very difficult to start saying, oh, well, what about this, that and the other with, with Arsenal? Uh, but I did want to mention uh, Benjamin Mendy, yeah. <laughs> who, if you look at his starting, or not starting position, if you look at where he finds himself when Raheem Sterling scores, he's hanging around the edge of the box like, I don't know, like Frank Lampard in his it's, pomp it's, or something. It's so funny you mentioned that because this morning I had exactly the same thought and I went onto his heat map online yeah. and it's ridiculous <laughs> his, heat map, his heat map is essentially centred around the corner yeah. of the opposition penalty there's a heat wave up there <laughs> yeah. there is a heat wave it. two assists it's as well it's where he gets his best and, Instagram content yeah and Mendy yeah. Angle. And obviously Guardiola's had a little pop I think tongue in cheek about that but yeah, Mendy and it's funny isn't it the power of social media for someone like Mendy he's obviously got a huge personality I think he's played 10 times for City in total uh, yeah, but he's yeah, made he's such a massive, an impact yeah, because he's yeah. just a fun guy. I just like the fact that the official Man City uh, Twitter page uh, quoted him, uh, quoted Pep Guardiola, sort of saying maybe he just stays off, um, you know, Snapchat and Instagram and the socials and concentrates on his football. He might be a better footballer. So, or words to that effect. And uh, and then in reply, the first reply is Benjamin Mendy himself, his official account going, "Okay, I will." <laughs> and yeah. I love heart. I love it. I love support. him. What, what, um, was uh, that was that better when he hobbled down the touchline when? Was it Raheem Sterling who scored a very, very late winner against Southampton, I think? Yeah, and he was hobbling about. And he was hobbling down on crutches. Was it better than that? <laughs> take it easy, Ben. Take it easy. Um, one thing that sort of caught my eye as well is Gwen, uh, Gwen Doozy, who played for yes. Arsenal made his debut. I think he became, well, I'm led to believe he became the 27th That's uh, right. French player in the Premier League era for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Peter, can you tell me if Newcastle have had more or less players than 27 in uh, the Premier League French uh, so again 27 so Arsenal have had 27 French players in the Premier League yeah. how many do you think Newcastle have had I reckon we're probably up there to be honest because yeah it's 27 the same amount yeah no teams have had more French players in the Premier League era than Newcastle and Arsenal which yeah. I found I found surprising I mean you're looking at me like you don't find it surprising but no because we had, Arsenal we've had to me so... are synonymous with French football right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I so mean, yeah, yeah no no good I mean, French, no, good French <laughs> good footballers French players, yeah. that's more French footballers than there were in Russia I was <laughs> I was in the I was in the kitchen uh, just now uh, and oh, yeah. there were two French uh, uh, ladies talking and uh, one of them said to the other one uh, the phrase déjà vu I was like wow Great. I've actually heard a French person yeah. say déjà vu that's great did you they were probably, saying, said. probably saying that weird bloke's hanging around again Benjamin Mendy. <laughs> Did you hear the word avalanche after? Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you reckon that, that, that when up-and-coming players um, uh, go to their agents, I want to play in England, they, the, the agents pull like a flip pad and go, one side's Arsenal yeah. and Newcastle. Well, now, on this side, you've got to be good. <laughs> but this will still but, be available to yeah, you if you're but not. What, you, what, I would say, what I would say, and I say that a lot on every podcast I do, but um, Newcastle were always one of those clubs that, um, certainly in the last 10 years, Play, do a, do a couple of scenes with us, and you'll get your move to Arsenal. Everybody, AKA even the, the ones that were even French, from TOA to on. bloody that's got a, everybody, 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 everybody was in the frame to be taken by Arsene Wenger eventually. Everyone yeah, Marcus, wanted the move to Arsenal. He's, he's right; it's actually got a, a well-known phrase. It's called the uh, Johan Kabayic on the <laughs> a, a path trodden 
by the uh, French footballer yeah. and prophet, Yaya <laughs> Kabai. My goodness. Well, uh, let's talk about Kabai's uh, current club. Mm. Uh, oh, no, he's, no, he's moved on. I was going to say, on. sorry, yes, yeah, I was going to say, it's about time. Um, uh, his former club, Crystal Palace, they played Fulham, of course. They got a win, a good win. Mm. Roy Hodgson said, getting the three points at his old stomping ground, um, that we certainly have no reason to apologise for coming here and winning. No one suggested he should apologise. Yeah. No. I think that oh, he, were they? Was someone so, saying that? No, it was I, the I, first question in the press conference. <laughs> well, you're going to apologise. <laughs> I mean, is it getting to ridiculous levels? You have to you apologise if you score a goal against your old yeah. side, if you win against your yeah, old side. Yeah, a manager's allowed to celebrate against their old side. I think it was probably because the, that Fulham had a lot more possession and well, some of the okay. stats. It was, it was an amazing game because... Luke Moore was there. I was there and, mm. and the first 40 minutes... I, I, I was eating I, a tagine. I, I was eating a lot of food. I, have to, I honestly I have to say, I thought Fulham were magnificent. Mm. I thought they were very, very good. And obviously, Palace scored after 41 minutes, which was massively against the run of play, to mm. the point where the people I was sat near, were, everyone was looking around going, oh my God, that's a real gut punch for Fulham, that. I mean, I, I don't know how many of you guys saw the game, but for them to go into half-time, 1-0 down, was farcical. But do you not mm. think it was, the, the, this is the case of a, a Fulham side who were brilliant last season, played some glorious football, uh, obviously went up through the playoffs, so there were two sides above them who obviously yeah. finished, you know, Cardiff and, and, and Wolves finish automatically. Uh, but this for this Fulham side have a lot of attacking verve about them. They've added well, to, you would think, with certain uh, players. bodies, haven't they? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're still a newly promoted side. Mm. Well, I think... I do agree with that to an extent. I think really though, what it comes down to is it's a question of cutting edge with Fulham. So Fulham play very nice stuff. First 40 minutes, they had loads of chances and the chances, and admittedly, he, he, he fashioned quite a few of them himself because when it, up until the point when it comes to, to the actual act of pulling the trigger, Mitrovic is almost on, on form, but he's almost unplayable. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I've said this before, back to goal. He's class. Good defenders, experienced defenders, and Tomkins and Saka have got a good record when they play together against Palace. I don't know. I don't even know they lost a game actually mm. together, um, and it's been quite a few now. They, they they can't deal with him. He can go left. He can go right. He can lay it off. He can spin around, and and they found that very hard to deal with. But the problem is he can't. He's not a natural finisher. I don't think from right. what I've seen. And so Hennessy was able to make some quite eye catching saves, but they were the sort of saves where you think. I'm not sure he should have been given a chance to save that. Yeah. And and then what we've seen happen time and time again, and you guys would have seen it watching games as well as I have, they start to lose a bit of belief because they think, well, we've thrown everything at me mm. and we haven't scored. And then throw in throw in a sucker punch as well. And then and then um, the game completely changed in the second half. The second mm. half, it was really even. Palace did have one chance when Fulham were dominating and it was either a good save or it went onto the bar. I, I, I couldn't see because I was at the other end. And, and, and just finally as well, Fulham should have had a penalty and it wasn't given. That's true. And, and there's an element to this game, I think, that it just wasn't their day. But uh, Zahar, when he scored, you know, the, the keeper came rushing out and it was a yeah. little bit of... It made it a little bit easy. They made Zahar's mind up for him. But I, should Roy Hodgson apologise for all this? <laughs> I'm Look, sort of thinking you know he I should. Think? Apologise anyway. <laughs> and then you can't, get, you can't get in trouble for it. But one final word. Jean-Michael Surrey was fantastic. Yeah. First half, he was the best player on the pitch. And Milivievich did not get near him. Um, he, he tailed off quite badly and had to be substituted because I don't think he's fully match fit. But that three in the middle of McDonald, Kearney and Seri is great. Yeah, really the good. problem is they need some sort of cutting edge and I wonder if it's too much to ask of Sessegnon at this point and whether Mitrovic is going to pick you up a well, lot of Sherla's goals. there. Sherla was dragged as well. He, yeah, he, he, was, I mean, he was, but he's if Sherla can get himself going, you know, actually Sessegnon yeah. does chip in with goals. We can't read too much into it in the first game. No, I, exactly. I no. But what about... I, I, think, I, think, I think it's a really good reminder. For, I think it was probably a, a pretty... Interesting result for Fulham because obviously there's such a lot of you know they've spent a lot of money uh, they they performed so well at the back end of last season um, and I think it was a really useful reminder for them that teams like Crystal Palace will come and they will frustrate you and you won't always get the rub of the green in the Premier League because it's a it's a completely different game um, yeah. and and I think gotta be more ruthless way more way more useful than um, you know a, a one all draw for me mm-hmm. in the in, in this case I'd say I, yeah. I, I, probably, I don't know probably don't feel that way I think I think if they had. I'm not sure about that, but I know what you mean. If they had won that game 2-0 and and Palace had sort of tailed off, mm. I agree. I don't know if they would have learnt an awful lot. But mm. if they got a battling draw out of it, I yeah. think they would have learnt a bit, right, actually. Okay. And, 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 and I think yeah, the way the game transpired, they'll be they'll be gutted after mm. the first half. But in the second half, they couldn't really have any complaints. Well, and that is the game, that, the type of game Fulham need to win this season. If oh, for sure. They, they would have marked that down as, a, as, as at least a point. Absolutely, yeah. Would West Ham have marked down... <laughs> the trip to Anfield as anything other than a heavy I mean, loss. I mean, they look quite bad. <laughs> West Ham 
Everyone's saying they're so bad. They are so poor at the back. That back extends a long. That's a long back. Yeah. That's a long. <laughs> that's a long back that heads right into the midfield. Into they front. Just, into the front. They were. They were clear. People were making clearances in the centre circle, <laughs> whacking it in the air. You've gone. Well, sorry, what football match are you watching? You're a Premier League footballer, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Earlier, you should ask who should have been doing this. <laughs> it was. They were dreadful. They've got like yeah. a three-on-two situation. <laughs> Into the corner. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. And they had a couple of chances and they could have, you know, done something. They had a couple of corners. But my God, they I were dreadful. I don't like what West Ham are doing to you, Peter. <laughs> I was at work and I was watching that. Even even Newcastle don't bring this reaction out. <laughs> was, was that a post-watershed performance <laughs> by West Ham? But it was like, it was, I don't know whether it was reputation, I don't know what it was, but West Ham just... Lost their gosh darn minds. Yeah, they did. It's, it's exactly what Liverpool wanted to yeah. start their season. New signings, all the rest of it. Let's 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 boot the Premier League door wide open. Uh, and it's exactly what West Ham didn't want because now the pressure is on. And people say, oh, well, it's it's only a loss away to to Liverpool and and so on. like a bit like Arsenal. You could say, well, it was Man City, but this the, the manner of the the what, loss. What do we always say? It's okay to go away to a team like Liverpool and and lose, and, and we talk about it in the context of teams battling relegation mm. go to Anfield and get beat 1-0 by all means don't get hammered no, because yeah. it's really bad for your confidence especially when you've got new players to blend in I, I, I thought they were I think Pete's right I thought they were terrible and I thought they were, I, it's hard to put your finger on why other than the fact that Liverpool are just a really good team was, I don't know how you felt about it Marcus well was, was that when Daniel Sturridge scored I mean was that was that a real piss take? And the thing, and the, you say that, you it's joking. Funny. It's, it's still a good forward. They have, they have so many options on the bench. I know, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, think I was about really... them in the Champions League final. They had nothing mm. on the bench. Yeah, I was really pleased for Sturridge and he did his little celebration. It was almost as if, oh, go on then. Yeah, there you go. It looks that's... a bit like a tribute act, didn't I it? I think that's maybe the last time we'll see that celebration, actually. Oh, I think he is might. he waving goodbye to the old I and trying to usher in the new? I think he might be. But I do hope Sturridge does feature somewhat because we know what he's like. I mean, the word potential is no longer uh, necessary because mm. we know what he can do and he's too old perhaps to have that word, uh, certainly. Um, but I hope he does feature because he's got a bit of quality lest we forget. What? And 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 the, the, the players on the bench for, for Liverpool, you know, they have a real, real decent squad this season. Definitely. Um, one question just for you guys is what's happened to, to the, to the age-old traditional mid-table team? Yeah, I know what you there's, mean. There's no, I mean, the only thing, I can, the only one I can come up with really is Leicester. No right, one else okay. you can say is you'd be confident of them being a mid. All it, of them it, could be relegated. It went out with the. Oh, uh, they couldn't all be relegated. All of no, them danger sure, of being relegated. It went out with the mid-budget blockbuster. Yeah. You're either Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Or you are. Um, what's that film about that man who has sex with a peach? Um, James know. and the Giant Peach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but do you want to start, name me a mid-table team now? Call it. Call me by your name. You mean? Is that what it's that called? The name of the film. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't. I can't, no. Newcastle. Can't. No, they're not. Even. they're not. Every team's in Since danger. Every yeah. team's in danger. So, yeah, that was sort of Stoke territory. Now they've gone. Yeah. That's what the Premier League catch tagline's going to be today. The Premier League... Nah, they're Arsenal? not mid-table. They're not mid-table. <laughs> they're, they'll, finish, they'll finish bang on seventh. Watford. No. No, in they're the, in danger. The Premier League tagline next season will be the 2019-20 Premier League, <laughs> every team's in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Next season. And they'll hoover up the market in the market in the distribution. Premier like, League, like, no one's safe. It's like yes, that's better. <laughs> no snappier, safe. snappier. <laughs> um, yeah, Jurgen Klopp though, he's not worried about West Ham. He said West Ham will play for sure a good season, but they are not the United's, the Cities. Well, they are the United's, mate. Yeah, yeah. disrespectful. Um, but yeah, to an illustrious club. It's disrespectful on on, a, on, a, on two levels: the name of the club and also. Basically saying that um, they'll, they'll, they'll be all right, but they're not going to be that great, yeah. are they? <laughs> don't don't judge us on that, like, yeah. that shower. Um, <laughs> interesting bit of trivia as well. Since um, um, Van Dijk joined Liverpool, no Premier League player has kept more clean sheets than him. He go. was. He's just. I know that West Ham didn't offer much yesterday, but Van mm. Dijk's organisation, he's transformed mm. that back four. And with Alisson in there as well, I don't think Liverpool can turn round 25 points on Man City. But I think if any team can run them close... It's got to be them. Yeah, I don't think any team can, by the way, but if any team could, it would be them. If, it I, was, to be. if I was going to be a Premier League manager uh, in 2018, all I would say, all I would say to whoever is um, getting my players, just get me a gigantic, tall, loud man. Just yeah. sit in the I middle am. of defence. <laughs> not tall enough. What are you talking about? You're I'm not tall, tall enough. Who, 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 I know, I'm talking. He needs to be gigantic. Peter, I'm, jank, I'm gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> Your wrestling height is at least three inches taller than that, yeah. what you actually are. Yeah. You want a team of like water polo players. Yeah, I just, play want, I just want massive. I just want one massive guy to tell everyone else what to do. 
Because that just seems to be the... the, the, the that the, seems to the, be your the, life, you know, yeah. The amount of times me and Peter play together, he's got nothing from me. <laughs> <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go for a quick break and after which we're going to talk a little bit more Premier League and dip in to the Championship. See you in a moment. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. And I give it to you, you can copy it, and then you go to Big Sam, and maybe he can give a good interpretation. And that was Louis Van Hal, of course. Give him bigger plot! Van Hal and Big Sam. We, Bringing out... How we missed... I actually saw Big Sam this morning. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. In wing... He was in Wings as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting the breakfast special <laughs> on my usual table. I, I legitimately did start the day with some Chinese food. <laughs> did you really? Prawn crackers, yeah, but what time was this? and squid. Was this when everyone was in bed, like four in the morning? It was 10 a.m. I was, I was eating yesterday's Prawn Chinese. crackers at 10 a.m. You know, yesterday's. That's the name of your autobiography, I, that. I don't, feel, I don't feel good about it. <laughs> All right, well, read some emails, Damien. Maybe we'll feel good about that. <laughs> All right, I don't, then. I don't really know if Pete is fit to be the uh, mouthpiece of this show after that ad- admission. <laughs> well, the mouth. I'm at vomit well, at any moment. A lot of stuff's got in the mouth. <laughs> What's going to come out of it? Hello to Gust House, or Toss. I'm not really sure how to pronounce your name, but I'm loving uh, the spelling. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, did anyone uh, notice Shrinking Violet Mike Dean up to his old tricks on Saturday, running away shouting, Goal! After Zaha scored for Palace. Uh, thank you, Gus, from uh, Aberdeen. He, he did a very exaggerated um, no, no! With, his, with his hands mm. for the penalty. I, I was up the other end, because it was the Fulham game. Yeah. I was up the other end, but I, and I didn't see if it was a penalty or not. But I saw Mike Dean just gesticulating wildly. <laughs> and I thought, the man's back. The man I, thought, back. I hope this season of the Mike Dean show is as good as the last five seasons. <laughs> nice. And can I get it on Sky Atlantic on demand? <laughs> Uh, Rob from Kin Ross. Uh, Mark Hughes to end the season as Newcastle United manager. Fuck you, Rob. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had another email. Phil for a second. Oh, yeah, well, here we are. Don't swear at our listeners if you're not ready for the next one. Ashish. Hello, Ash. Uh, Ash the Bash. Gents, Ash the Bash. Uh, you made a, a comment in the um, Schools Back In episode about not wanting to get into taking off shoes when going into a house. What have you got against taking off shoes when entering a house? Please enlighten, uh, enlighten me. And then he ends the email with the hashtag, the filthy ramble. 
Wow. Which I'm not having. So, so I think, so there's an interesting nuance here, I think, if, yeah. you if, you'll, if you'll allow me. So when you go into someone's house mm. and you're wearing socks and shoes, you should absolutely take your shoes off. That's that. I think that's, that, that's this is my opinion. Right. If you go in and you're it's summer and you're wearing shoes with no socks, perhaps you've got shorts on or you're wearing a pair of boat shoes or plimsolls or whatever, it creates a problem because I understand why people wouldn't want you walking around with bare feet in their house. But yes. also, I wouldn't want people walking around with shoes in my house either. So right. maybe you need to get a, a collection. What about flip flops? Yeah, I'd, any outdoor shoe I don't think should be worn around someone's house. But then you've got, the then, then you got the bare feet. Well, I've got a solution. Okay. Very quickly, the oh, solution right. is maybe you get two pairs of each size of slippers and put them in like a little under under the stairs cupboard and you can say to someone when they come in, what shoe, what size shoe are you? Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, 10. You get them a pair of 10 slippers and then you're done. And then when they leave, you can just put them in the washing well, machine. Like the, it's like a bowling alley. The, yeah, very much. Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly yeah, like, like a that. Bowling alley. Okay. Well, well, that's what the Japanese do. You don't, you don't walk in someone's house with, uh, with, with shoes on. Uh, they provide uh, little slippers for you. But... Um, I think you're a disgrace and, <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, you should always offer to take your shoes off but if someone takes you up on that offer fuck that person really? yeah massively hugely what even if you've been walking through the centre of town hang on what? Sorry, you got, how dirty is your what? town? chewing gum on the bottom of your feet sorry oh, Peter yeah. why would they be chewing gum on the bottom of your foot? just give give your I, whenever I walk into a room I always give on the mat I always give my shoes a little scrape that's what the mat's for yeah. If you've got a mat, that's what it's for. What yeah. Keep what your shoes on. So hang on, let me get this straight. So if they say that, what should you do to the person? Kick them. All oh, right, okay. Kick with your shoe. Not kick it, kick them with your shoe. This is going to run and run, this. Um, yeah. Are we done with the emails? Yeah. We're done with the emails, I think yes. we are. If you'd like to get into the show, <laughs> show at thefootballramble.com. Uh, you can make it about football if you want. Or about shoes. Or about yeah, shoes. Exactly. Um, I, I'm looking forward to talking about Wolverhampton Wanderers against Everton. Richarlison is back. Mm. And they, they spent a lot of money on this uh, young boy, uh, but he's uh, already paying them back, of course, two goals. To be honest with you, £50 million is an awful lot of money mm. from a guy who has put in a, you know, a handful of good, well, a couple of handfuls of good performances for, for Watford. But linking up with Marco Silva, when you see that, that is like... Um, it's like a director who knows how to get a performance out of an actor. Do you know what I mean? He, he was always going to uh, work for me. Now, I know it's only one game, well, but... Uh, he said that after the game himself in yeah. the interview. He said, you know, Marco Silva, you know, he's a, I think he said he's the guy who brought me here from, from Brazil or whatever. Yeah, that's and, right. And, yeah. and, he, and he loved working with him. He's, his, his performances dropped off a cliff when Silva left. Absolutely. At, at he was also tired, by the way, because I think he'd played... Uh, quite a lot of the Brazilian season, which is slightly different. Right, yeah. So he, he didn't really have a break and he then went straight into the new season. Oh, I didn't Watford. realise that. That makes sense. I think sense. that's yeah. what, it, what happened. But there. listen, he was probably tired after having to play with uh, nine other men instead of ten after Jagielka uh, <laughs> decided, oh, do you know what? I, have, I, I did say I could play another season, but I don't know if I can now. Yeah. <laughs> did, was it a red card? I, th I thought it was, but I have to admit, because I, uh, I was at the game and I didn't get back in time to watch the whole thing. I only watched it back once. It looked like a red card to me. Mm. But I don't know. Tiredness. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was. So you, you've put in the running order, Marcus. You've asked the question: Was it harsh? So obviously, you think it was harsh. I think it was. I think it was probably. Uh, it's an orange card. It's an orange card. <laughs> Isn't that a Jim Campbell shout? Doesn't he normally say? He does like. He does like an orange card, old uh, old Jim. Um, Ruben, is it Neves? Neves or Neves? People say it's Neves. Neves, but we have to Nevesh. ask Andy on Wednesday. We sound a little bit. Neves. Neves. <laughs> it sounds Dutch. Neves. Neves. Uh, yeah, Ruben Neves uh, with a nice free kick. Um, Jordan Pickford just, just took a little tiny step to the right mm. and then couldn't quite get and there. And then a step to the left. <laughs> so, Put your it? hands on your hips. It's not <laughs> Hey, kids. And then Benjamin, isn't it? Yeah, you're right, I think. Yeah. Benjamin D something. <laughs> <laughs> then it hits the post. Don't question uh, Peter on such matters. Are you finished? Be, give you us a hand signal. Lam Slamani kind of fits in give, with the word insane. I don't know. Just give us a hand signal when you finish. All right. Okay. Um, Everton signing uh, three Barcelona players on the last day <laughs> Mina Gomez and uh, Digne. And Barcelona nearly got 50 million for them. And this was greeted with cheers and laughter in Barcelona. They couldn't believe how they, they got rid of those three players for such monies. Well, but, they tried to palm off a few players for uh, Paul Pogba, didn't they, really? Yeah. They did, yeah. Man United <laughs> were like, I don't see why this is a stick to beat Everton with. No, I don't see why well, it is. Yeah. I think, you know, Mina, obviously, his, his price tag that he was signed for, what, 10 million euros, something like that, hasn't done too much there, and then he's sold for 27. And really, his performances in the World Cup have, have shown. But again... It shows you that that, that I, I know we, we, in this day and age, moving away from the sort of traditional manager who has such a, a a monopoly on the runnings of the club. But 
Marco Silva. I just, I just look at that man and I just think Everton could have a really good season here. And those three players, he, he, I think he, he just strikes me as a chap who knows what he's doing. But also yeah. that, that amount of money you spend is what sixth, seventh place costs nowadays. Yeah. Unfo- like it or don't like it, yeah. that's how much Yeah, that they costs. may not be world beaters, but as no, you say... No, that's how much it costs. They'll improve the squad. I don't think there's any yeah, too yeah, much yeah, doubt Yeah, just because that. you're not good enough for Barcelona doesn't yeah. mean you're not... Well, they, they need a replacement for Everton. They need yeah. a replacement for Jagiel for the next few games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just as well, they got him. I think he knew that was going to happen. Well, you, I found One thing I found surprising about Wolves, from what I saw of it, is when Everton went down to 10 men, <clears throat> Wolves seemed just sort of strangely reluctant to try and push. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and I know it's the first game of the season and they're a promoted team, but you sort of think, well, we're at home and they're down to 10 men and we need to get points where we can. And indeed, mm. Everton went ahead when they were ten, down to 10 men, yeah. through Richard, which is a lovely goal by Richarlison, it wasn't was. it? And, and, and then obviously Wolves came back and you, I don't know whether they'll, it's hard to say, but maybe they'll look back on that and think, you know what? That's two points dropped for But us. there's a lesson though. We talk about Fulham's lesson. Mm. And that's the thing, I, with Wolves again, it could just be a little bit cagey. You're in the Premier League, you know, you see, you don't know what that does to uh, football. If they're in the championship, they've been in the championship for, for ages. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we know the ropes and so on. But when it's the Premier League, suddenly a bit more media coverage. But, but out of those Everton three, are turning up. Out of those three teams, though, Wolves are the ones where people are sort of saying they could do, you know, they, 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 they could comfortably be mid-table, comfortably. That's what I mean. Yeah, some people are even having an outside bet of top half, mm. you know, that kind of thing. So, Well, there are no more mid-table teams. So, I mean, any, by definition, <laughs> well, there you go. The, there any team is... can finish bottom or eighth. <laughs> Well, Wolves, they could be the ones. That, that mid-table team is up for grabs, and I think Wolves could grab that. Grab it. Grab it with two paws. paws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're on the same page yeah, as me there. Yeah. Uh, and before we uh, we talk about um, Frank Lampard and his uh, Derby side, sorry about that, a uh, little quick mention for, for Watford against Brighton. Good win for Watford. And uh, Pereira with his with his two goals. The first one, what a crisp volley. <laughs> That's what we want. Opening, opening day content. of... Yeah, opening, opening weekend of the Premier League. You want to, you get, let's get a volley under our belts. <laughs> you know, he scored a similar one last season. Yeah. Didn't he? Um, I can't remember who it was against now, though. But anyway... Um, but this one was against Brighton. Yeah, and, and Watford, it's, it's good for them to get up and running. They're, they're a team I, I find quite hard to follow. Um, do you feel the same? I know what you mean. They don't seem to be on TV very often. Yeah, and I think it's when, when you look at the team, and I'll, I know Watford fans will probably go crazy and go, well, of course, we have a you know, defined sort of starting 11 and certain players. And yes, you know those players, but there's often players that come into that Watford side and you think, oh yeah, I forgot about him. <laughs> there's a bit of that going on there, I think, with me and Watford. And More me. than the other team. I, I thought Holobus had a good game, didn't yeah. he? But uh, I, th- I, think Watford, I think they're a good side. They've got some players in there and I think that, you know, the manager seems decent. So I think they could be, them and Wolves, mid-table. Um, Ab- you <laughs> want to be above them, not below. Decore is you, good. Kapu played yeah. well. Um, Deeney's a nuisance, isn't he? Gives you a lot of uh, gives you a lot of out outlets and stuff. Like Troy that, so. Deeney's a nuisance. He is a real nuisance, and they've also signed a, a decent, still a nuisance. Oh, a, he can be a nuisance when he's fifty years old, mate. He can. You know? <laughs> they've signed a new keeper as well. Don't forget. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Now let's go to the championship. Mar- Marcelo Bielsa taught managerial newbie Frank Lampard a hard lesson. He he got it. He got his. You did, Frank, yeah. He got his. Bielsa's boys have looked superb in their opening Frank, two matches. Frank. Yeah, I've been managing since 1990, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that what you were doing in 1990? Do you know when the uh, the Leeds owners, I think it was the Leeds owners, certainly the the powers that be at the club, went to Buenos Aires to to chat to Bielsa? Mm. You don't they, chat to Bielsa. No, 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 true. You listen. You, yeah, you you uh, you say we're here for our appointment. You you at first you um, put a um, one of those things they put at Subway like a. A spitting pit of glass, like a wall of glass. Yep. Yeah. So and you select your translator <laughs> from, a, from a tombola. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to watch two VHS videos at the same time. That's right. And then you have to. He's do... talking about two different things on each one. Yeah. And then he tests you. And then you have to offer him a contract, which he accepts. And then two days later, reneges on. <laughs> and, leaves. and then you offer him another contract, and then he decides. It's yeah. like it's like very much trying to do a film with Bill Murray. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't have an agent, just ring no. his phone. Yeah. That phone. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, they they sat him down and they were sort of saying, okay, so. What what do you know about Leeds or, or what do you know about the not the city the, the club of course and 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 how did we play last season and so on and Bielsa was just bringing out every formation Leeds played that season was he? yeah like even <laughs> games I think um, in the in, I think it was a piece in the Guardian that said it you know even like well of course when when Bolton played was it Blackburn I said like two teams which, which weren't well, they, they set up like this <laughs> and so that force he was just an encyclopedia of last season's championship and they were they were like. Yeah, let, let, it may oh, only yes. last three games, but my goodness. <laughs> but he's having, he's having a, they look brilliant against Derby. They have, yeah. But, but Beals aside, often start 
very that's strongly. the point, isn't it? So you, you you'd really you can't take anything away from them. If they carry on like this, they're going to be ten points clear. In well, he was making much, but, but he's making all the players like pick up litter and so yeah. on around the ground. He was it's like community service. But I think sometimes with footballers, there's almost an air of oh my goodness, this guy's an absolute maverick. He's a flipping wizard. This is yeah. going to be great. Mm. But after a while, that can grate on you. Got to keep a bit. reinventing. Himself. And he's a very strange chap, you know. Let's be honest. So yeah. we but shall he, see. He's he's. Guardiola and both Guardiola and Simeone cite him as the most influential manager they've mm. ever worked with, don't they? Yeah. And um, I also read that he's had a bed installed at the training ground. He's had a what? That's right. He has a bed. A bed. A bed. Oh, a bed. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. He has. So I mean, I thought they were fantastic. Even he gets exhausted of himself. But, but the two games, lead, two games, leads have won. They've both been against other contenders. That's right. So it's a great start for them, mm. and they knocked the ball about so well. Yeah. Um, in the championship, if he's um, the man that can get Leeds United back in the Premier League, that would be great. <laughs> oh, I'd just be great. I'd and he's got it written in his contract. I'm sure that if that happens, then the statue of him outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's not forget because we haven't seen him in the top flight for such a long time. Let's yeah. not forget Leeds United. Are, yeah, they're a big club. Oh, of course, yeah. it's, it's, if Leeds United get back in the Premier League, like that is mid table. <laughs> it's like stop, Newcastle getting stop back to the Every team mid tables does so there's no but, such but, thing but as the thing is, though, is mid table, you can have about five or six sides in there. So that, you know, I'm using up a few options. Um, but yes, uh, before we move on, a nice tribute at Rotherham uh, for, for Barry Elliott, aka Barry Chuckle. Yeah, mm. to me, to you. Obviously, his uh, brother was um, yeah. his brother was in the uh, stadium, which is really surprising. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. For, for well, well, he's, he's, um, he's a diehard Rotherham, isn't he? That's yeah. right. He's, yeah. a, um, he's a life present or something. That's right. I remember on uh, on on Chuckle Vision that they, they would often talk about Rotherham United. For those outside of the UK, um, we'll be we'll be with you in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, like an American equivalent of uh, of the Chuckle Brothers, but I just can't. Yeah. No, I, no, I no. really can't. It just isn't, it's almost isn't... like this, it's almost like three Stooges type stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But not um, probably not as good. Probably <laughs> <laughs> definitely not as good. Shall we uh, go north of the border? The Scottish... Who's top of the Scottish Premiership, Marcus? Well, we'll come on to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, the Scottish Premiership. I mean, we mentioned Frank Lampard, but we should mention Stephen Gerrard as well. His Rangers uh, side got a win against uh, St Mirren, the Buddies. 2-0. Two, two games and a red card in each one for Gerard's side. <laughs> so uh, they, they are learning what uh, the manager is trying to get across to them, you would think. And uh, and the Hearts beat the Celtics. 1-0. What a goal from Carl Lafferty. He'll do that. And he so is Edge he, of the box volleys in the bottom corner. Is he using that as a uh, as an audition for the uh, a move to Rangers? What again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, think all of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so the Hearts are top of the league. I heard Chris um, Boyd this morning. So it, it, I heard Chris Boyd this morning saying that he thinks Hearts can challenge Hearts, this season. Hearts can challenge. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, already it's getting a bit predictable in Scotland as well, I would say. But, I mean, Rangers surely can't go through having having a um, having a player set off in every single game. Yeah, so Gerard's going to have to mix that up, <laughs> you, you would think. Um, and squad rotations it will come into it. Ross McCrory, who got sent off in the St Mirren game, so yeah. one to he was sent off after half an hour. Yeah, that, were they two nil up? or certainly one nil. And, and and the guy who was sent off in the first game wasn't he sent off after about eight minutes? Yeah, and they nearly were very close. It was a... they're doing it early as well. It's not like it's a last minute effort. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Gerard basically saying this is how easy it is. Yeah, we can get. <laughs> well, big game, big night for Celtic uh, Tuesday night. night as well to, night. to to try and get through against AEK Athens because they're going to they're going to try and be judging themselves on. Their Champions League progress now because they've won the league so many times in a row. There's also been talk that older uh, Brendan's not too happy as well. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, is it the reports of him or suggestions that he's uh, holding the board to ransom. Yeah, and apparently because the, the stuff that's come out is he denied that, it though. Well, the stuff that's come out is apparently Celtic's wage bill's gone really high under yeah. Rodgers, and they and they're probably going to have to sell Boyata, yeah. aren't they? Um, and he's been offered around for, for for big money, so that sort of makes sense. But you wonder where Brendan's going to go next because realistically they can't get beyond what absolute maximum. A quarter final of the Champions League, you'd say. Mm. Oh, that, I mean, that's that a push. A and that's a phenomenal achievement. And, yeah. and they could probably go a little bit further, maybe in the Europa League. Mm. Um, but beyond that, I mean, it's hard to know where Rogers goes next, apart from to a different club. Yeah, it? it is very, very difficult because they've got to pay the wages if they're going to attract certain players. And well, if, if, you can't, if you can't pay the wages and you, you've won the league, you've won the title yeah. every single season and you're getting Champions League money every single time, I just sort of go, well, mm-hmm. I just wonder what their cut is financially would, from the TV uh, stuff. But I would say to, to Brendan, you know, Forget the Champions League, mate. You've got to concentrate on the league. Yep. You're already behind. Yeah, sure are. Already behind. Gaps can be made up. Indeed. All right, then. Let's go for a quick break and then we'll crack open the WhatsApp group, eh? Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Don't forget the preview show sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday 
Luke Moore's bet didn't come in. And if you look at why, I was as I, as I was shown by several Twitter followers to, to the show um, across the weekend, never bet on a game involving Everton. Yeah. yeah. The Rodden family fell foul of that yeah. repeatedly. Do you know what? I forgot all about that. So yeah. we, what we need is a, uh, a, a better, first a listener, listener better of the season, a show at thefootballramble.com for, for, to, to contribute. And if I select your, uh, your bet, um, I'll tell you on Thursday's show. And we'll see what comes up. Absolutely. We look forward to it. That's on mm. Thursday. Right. Our new feature. It's the Ramble WhatsApp group. It is. Things oh. that have been discussed on the WhatsApp group that we have together. Have a, have a dip in the group, Peter. Have you got a little, you got a little jingle for that, Pete? No, no we haven't got a jingle. For God's I'm, sake. Waiting for the, I'm waiting for my voiceover man to come through. He hasn't, oh, got, okay. he hasn't come through yet. All right. Okay, fine. Do you, re, do you want the inner workings yeah. of the football ramble and my, you know, sat in front of a hot cauldron of audio? <laughs> yeah, carry Me? on. Me? If you want that. Of course Peter, they do. Peter, you're... The, the what? voiceover man. No, he lost. He lost the uh, lost the lost gig. The gig. He lost the gig. Did Pinchy again? Pinchy it? took it off. Pinchy <laughs> took it off me. Pinchy did every vo- every voiceover ever. Buy this. Donald- He's in Ready Player One. Donaldson does the job. <laughs> Pinchy Finch- is the um. Get in the WhatsApp group. Pinchy's the the Google of voiceovers. <laughs> Everyone just goes to him straight away. Now it's time for the Rebel WhatsApp group. The only time anyone goes to Donaldson is just to see if they've got, he's got Finchy's number. Like Bing, <laughs> it's like Bing and Google. <laughs> All right. Well, Finchy's not here, so we're going to have to yeah. ask Pete. Uh, what is in the rock? What, I've got something, Peter, but you go first. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I always thought, uh, Marcus, you were going to be doing this, but we, we, no, no, we're I'm showing them you're... around. We're showing them around oh, okay. stories. So, all right, well, we'll start with the Newcastle fan with his knob out. <laughs> Very I wanted good. to give you the pleasure of saying that. Pleasure? <laughs> he's one of your own. He's one of your own. <laughs> he, uh, he got, he's been banned, Marcus, for three years. Uh, from the ground, mm. uh, from football grounds. Uh, so after that's, slashing. A, that's a stiff punishment, that. That is a stiff punishment. He's, he's a youth team coach as well. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, not not that's at the club. Not, not at, at the, the club, club, no. But in general. No. I mean, that's still poor behaviour. That's really no. poor behaviour. Three years is harsh. Yeah. Just for a little, it was, showing it a bit was, of knob. It, it was a bit of knob. <laughs> oh, the whole thing was Three, three it was, years for doing the old Don Atchison. It's very it was, it was Actually, shaking his member at Spurs, at Spurs fans for five to ten seconds was what the court heard. More than one, more than three shakes you're playing with it. Yeah. That's, that's the rule. It's an estimate, but I imagine time it, goes very slowly when a man's waving his penis in your face. 58 year old grandfather, Keith Steinmetz. That's the key. That's the key. Said it was a, a moment of sheer stupidity after shaking his member at the Spurs fans back in May at Wembley uh, during a match. I think we lost 1 0, Harry Kane scoring. Yeah, that probably Pete, where does a this, I... at Wembley. Saved him in the big stage. <laughs> <laughs> the home of Willie Waving. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, can I just ask, as you're a Newcastle fan and you are obviously the spokesperson within this room for this, where does this rank? Is it above or below punching of the, the punching of the horse? Oh, it's definitely below punching the horse. As it's punching not of the good. horse yeah. worse. His his defence yeah. more notorious. His yeah. defence in court said uh, he will be a church mouse when he goes to matches in the future. <laughs> he will ensure that he doesn't drink it all and ignore any goading. I would argue him getting his church mouse out. <laughs> Is the problem keep really. the mouse in the house as they yeah, say keep yeah. the mouse in the house well, he's got to wait three years before he can go again hasn't he I know That's before right. he can gourd again well there's not really anywhere to go after that but the one something I'd like to bring to the table the is, toilet, is, the, is the continued plight of Fort William FC yes in Scotland um, now they play at Clagan Park which is one of the most picturesque uh, grounds um, in, in, the, in the country I would say no. it's in the foot, foothills of Ben Nevis um, and they play in the Highland Football League of course and it's just as well they play at a picturesque ground because um the football's not much to look at. Last season, they picked up just five points in yeah. the Highland League and conceded 180 goals. <laughs> but for some reason, I couldn't fully work out, um, and I'll come on to a bit of a, a bit of a shout out in a minute um, or a bit of a plea for more information. They're back in the Highland League again this year, and they've started off um, with the following results: uh, 11-1 defeat, followed by another 11-1 defeat, followed by a 6-0 defeat, ah. and then at the weekend they were they were they, were, they, they just missed out at uh, 10-0. Um, so oh. he's always the one in an 11-1 so at least you can have a look around and go god it's bloody lovely here isn't it yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> maybe that's what they're doing maybe yeah, they're just looking at the distracted. scenery and uh, I want to know if there's any Fort William fans listening to the show that's number one if you are get in touch show at thefootballramble.com Pro- proper fans about your plight yeah. well you have to be a proper pro- fan to go there wouldn't you yeah but, you know yeah, are you going to concede more than 180 goals this season? That's what I'd like to know. And can we go there for a trip? It looks bloody lovely. And Marcus is probably getting the team. 
<laughs> we're all getting the team. Well, yeah. we, if they need a big shouty man at the back, Luke, yeah, then, that's uh, what Pete wants. then well, we don't know where to find one. I'm already working full time for Pete. I'll, uh, I'll see if he'll let me go on loan north Luke, of the border. Luke played a, a football match. Did we do this on the Ramble? Like we, Luke uh, played a football match recently and it, uh, a ground or something, and it was really fun. Two matches. Oh, two matches. Yeah. Sorry, two matches. It was a tournament. Yeah. And I was like, uh, oh, Luke, I would have loved to play that match. Why didn't you give me a call? And Luke went. I literally gave you a call, asked whether you wanted to do it, and you said you couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I, really, I got really he unbelievably was, angry about was, not being asked about something I'd definitely been asked about. He was indignant about <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. I could have gone and goal. They had Andy Gorham in goal. <laughs> Both of them. Both Andy Gorham's in goal. Come on. Um, we'll finish with, with a little Diego Maradona update. He was very upset that he was left out of the, the candidates in the running to take over as Argentina manager. I mean, it's not, it's not really news, but it's, it's the quote, ladies and gentlemen, that I want to bring to you. He was recently named new chairman of uh, Dynamo Brest in Belarus, quite uh, uh, fittingly. But how does that even happen? How, they just they want, them up? Because so, they want publicity and they've just got a bit more. <laughs> I'd love to know how many clubs he is the honorary president you of. You a few... A few euros in his face and, uh, yeah. and he'll come running. But he said, I want to say that it bothers me that some journalists don't include me among the potential coaches. Chavo Fux, for example, didn't even name me among the possible candidates. I mean, there's a man out there called Chavo Fux, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why that's in there. There yeah. you go. Is that Pro- why that's in there? Absolutely. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, a couple of uh, a couple of bit, other bits um, oh, yes. we, we touched on on the, on the WhatsApp group. Wayne Rooney's... Um, Crossfield ball oh, beauty. Uh, after uh, retaining possession for his team that against 10-man uh, Orlando. Let's make that very yeah, clear. That was very good, though. I, it was very good. I don't think that ball was that good. I don't think the ball... Oh, no, I thought like, the tackle was good, but I thought, I thought the, 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 the cross was a bit of a whiff. The ball was in the mixer. Get it in the yeah. mixer. It's, it's a 96th minute, to be fair, Pete. Yeah. It's two all. I mean, what did you expect them to do? I'm just... Mm. I'm just yeah. Okay. yeah. And he's got a broken nose. Yeah. And uh, Ronaldo obviously scored his uh, first goal for Juve um, in a town that only had 4,000 people in it. 5,000 people arrived for the match. That's right. Yeah. So it's James Horncastle, who was actually at the game, he's going to talk to us about it on the continent on Wednesday. Oh, and cool. He said... He said he went to the ground for eleven thirty, and the and the and the and the game didn't kick off till five, and the traffic was so bad they couldn't get into the town. <laughs> arteries, we need arteries uh-huh. and uh, arterial Ronal- roots is what Art- we need. Speaking of arterial roots, Ronaldo's on the mend as well. He uh, got pneumonia and Ibiza, didn't he? Oh, he's oh, on yeah, the mend. He's on the, he's on the mend now. He's uh, going to be out by Monday apparently. But uh, it quite it quite amused me that the hospital was uh, it was called the Can Misses. I imagine. It's probably you know pronounced slightly differently in Ibiza, can but misses. the can misses. Like I'm not getting a, I'm not getting surgery at the can misses. That's the, I always uh, miss the vein. That's the best uh, hospital name since Whips Cross. Yeah, <laughs> David Beckham was born. Ah, that's right. Definitely, absolutely right. There you are, ladies and gentlemen. That is the end of the football ramble mm. this week. Thank you very much for listening. Of course, the preview show is out on Thursday. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Cheers. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. See you later. Thank you, me, and thank you, the listeners. See you on Thursday. And it's goodbye from London. (laughs) You're too scared to play in that tournament, Dawson, and you know it. Bring it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.